wherever you are right now is not where you have to be. I was worried about what other people would think. But I know there's something to be said here. That's who I am. I can't change that about myself. People see that. I know there's a story to tell. And I felt so ashamed. I was so fearful of what other people thought. I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, you guys were right. This was a bad idea. So let's dive in. The imperfection in me. No filters, no apologies, the real deal. Have you ever seen the movie The Bucket List? I don't know if you have, but just to give you a recap, it's a story about two men who cross paths in their life, both of which are dying, and both of whom decide that they are going to embark on this journey to rediscover themselves. So I'm going to read you an entry here from my journal, February 1st, 2012 about the bucket list. You know, there's this scene in the movie, Morgan Freeman is having a heartfelt conversation with Jack Nicholson about why he, Freeman, has decided to leave his loving wife and family to take this adventurous journey across the world with a total stranger. He is telling Edward, the character that Nicholson plays, about a moment of sadness in his life. And now that his children have all grown up and left the nest, he is alone. His family now has families of their own. There aren't any more carpools, play dates, no more chaos in their house. It's just Morgan Friedman and his beautiful wife. Carter, the character that Friedman plays, is talking about this moment where he realizes that he is alone. He says something like, for the first time I saw my wife without all of the noise. I don't know what he says after this, but it's clear to me that in this moment he is lost. He doesn't know what defines him or his relationship with his wife anymore. He feels estranged from both his wife and himself. And so he takes this break from his relationship and his life to figure out who he is and the values he holds, the things that matter most to him, the things that define him as a human being. For years, the noise and the chaos of his large household defined who he was. And when that was gone, he was lost. He didn't know who he was. I have so much noise in my own life, and I don't know how to change that. I don't have money to travel the world. I don't have a private jet to fly thousands of miles to have some sort of emotional epiphany. I need to figure out the answers to those questions on my own. Who am I, and what defines me? I was 13 years old when I was first cast in a role at a community theater. I played a really small part in a Christmas show, and we performed more than 20 times during the holiday season. I loved every minute of those performances, even though I was backstage for majority of them. Every dance, every song, my heart was in it. And my heart stayed there, in theater, until I turned 18. I performed in high school shows, I got cast in community theater performances, and at one point I was even actually getting paid to do the things that I loved so much to do. In those five or six years, I was an actress. That was who I was. I started auditioning for college programs, but I soon realized that being a performer also meant struggling financially for the majority of my life, and that wasn't something I really felt comfortable doing especially given the, the fact that my parents were investing so much in my college education for me. So when I picked my school, I also picked a different track for my career. I was no longer going to be an actress. 
And so I traded in my character shoes and tap dance classes for an education in communications. It took me a year and a transfer to a different university to figure out how much I truly valued my education. For three years, I worked day and night towards my degree. I wanted everything and would have given anything to be the best journalism student I could possibly be. I gave my best effort every day and every night, working hard and trying to grow in every possible way as a student and a future journalist. So for those three years, I was a journalism student. That was who I was. And then I graduated, and then I got married, and then I got a job, and then I got lost, and then I got divorced. And that is where I am now. When you work 40 hours a week and you spend 36 hours a week getting to the place that you work, it is very easy to get lost in it all. It is very hard to live for anything or anyone else. I know I am many things. I am a daughter, a sister, a wife, and a friend, or an ex-wife now. But those are all terms to define my relationships. In that movie, The Bucket List, Carter says, you measure yourself by the people who measure themselves by you. But who is you for me? If you can follow that one. And what defines me besides the other people in my life? I confess to my ex-husband that I don't know the answer to that question. In fact, I told him one time long ago, when I finished that statement, hi, my name is blank and I am blank, the first thing I think of is my job. And right now that's true. I have been nothing but my employment status. I wake up, commute to work for two hours, get to work, work for eight hours, commute home to work for three hours, get home, talk more about work for more hours, then sleep, wake up, and do it all over again. But how do I separate what I do from who I am? I mean, I know I will always somehow be defined by my career, but why do I always have to be that person? Can't I be other things? And the answer is yes, I certainly can. We all can, and we all should. In fact, I should right now. But lately, I have been choosing not to be anything other than my job, and that's something I'm going to work on. We should all work on it. It's the culture of this country that causes people to live for their careers, and don't get me wrong, I want so desperately to have a great career and a long-lasting status, but why is that my only desire? Is that really all I want out of life? In the bucket list, Carter didn't really start living his life until he found out he was losing it. We live, we die, and the wheels on the bus go round and round. Maybe we should all focus more on making the trip worthwhile. So, (laughs) I love this entry. It's so funny. Um, Today when I was recording this podcast episode, I woke up and I thought to myself, I have no idea what I need to talk about, but I know it needs to be related to purpose and I know it needs to be about our mission here as human beings and what we are set out to do, our purpose on this planet. And the reason that I knew this was such an important topic to me right now um, is because this is something I see a lot of my clients going through. It's a, a big reason why... Um, people come to me for coaching in the first place because they start this journey of, and I'll take you back, 
Wayne Dyer talks about this. He says there's uh, a moment in all of our life where we shift out of the early phase of our life into the afternoon of our life. And the early phase of our life is kind of like, I guess you could call it um, the what we should do part of our time here on earth. And we live and wake up and eat, breathe, and do everything that we think we're supposed to do by what we are taught when we are younger. So this is why people wake up and go to work and drive, very much like me, driving every single day to pursue this career because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. And so I lived by that. That was like, that was my routine. And every day, you know, just like you read in that entry, every day I was eating, living, and breathing my job and that was all I was. Um, that was the early morning of my life, so to speak, as Wayne Dyer calls it. It was before the afternoon of my life. And so I, in this phase of the years of my time here on earth, you know, um, very much like a lot of you out there, I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing, but something was missing. I felt so unfulfilled. I felt so tired. I felt I felt almost like I had no other part of myself except for my job. And I felt so lost in that because for years I had spent my life trying to achieve things. You know, my coach now calls this the idea of arriving. You're always trying to get someplace. And then you get there and it's kind of like, okay, now what? <laughs> what do I do now? Um, and that was uh, that was my life. That was my journey. And I, I really want and feel so compelled to talk about this today because I know that this is such an issue that a lot of people struggle with. It's when we reach that point in our life where we kind of get awoken or we wake up and we say, hey, why is my life like this? And why do I feel so unfulfilled? And what the hell do I do now? And this happens, you know, it's funny, people call this like the quote-unquote midlife crisis, right? Where the guy goes out and buys the crazy car and the girl, you know, starts dressing trampy and gets tattoos and, and all of a sudden she's trying to relive her youthful 20s, right? I actually believe that I'm seeing this more and more where the awakening moment, that shift of the crisis, so to speak, actually happens when we're like in our 20s and our 30s now where we sort of have this wake-up call after hustling for so long through you know because years ago not everybody went to college right and now it's more common where people are pursuing these careers men and women real at really much younger ages um because they're going through the training of college and, and they're hustling and, and pushing to get where they want to be. And so I see it more and more that this awakening moment's happening in our you know late 20s, 30s, sometimes 40s. And uh, as women especially, we kind of wake up and we say, wait, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do and I feel miserable. What is happening? I have no time to myself. I have no time to pursue passions. I don't even know who I am outside of my job. What a crazy, miserable life. Now, so many of us are guilty of this, and I'm not here to tell all of you guys, hey, your lives suck, but what I am here to tell you is that we all have the ability to change that. And if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're saying to yourself, hey, I feel really crappy about my life and all I do is work and something needs to change, this is the episode for you. And I love you guys all so much, so I want to make sure I give you everything I possibly can. So when we're growing up, we're taught a couple of different things. Um, and I would challenge you guys all, if you're listening to this podcast at some point, I would love for you guys to make your should list. So your should list is a list if you sit down and you do some self-reflection at any point over the next couple of days. 
What are the things that you were told you should do? And I'm sure you could come up with a lot of things. You know, I was told even today, um, I should have a 401k. I should have a nest egg. I should be saving for retirement. But should I be miserable to make that happen? Should I be dedicating every single waking hour of my life to make that happen? So that when and if I reach my 50s and 60s and 70s, I can then celebrate life, then feel secure. You know, a little while after that article, the journal entry that I read you, I would say maybe, you know, that was in 2012, I think. So a couple of years later, I had sort of this awakening moment and uh, I left my job to become a life coach. And I didn't really realize that was what I was doing. I had this passion and this drive to tell stories, to share my experiences, to really connect with the world, to make a difference. And I was spending my job in corporate America being bullied by my bosses um, and working overnights, midnight to 9 a.m. and uh, having no time for anything else. And I was miserable and I was sick and I I was just so broken. And... uh, At some point, I had a conversation with a woman who said uh, she, she had actually left the television industry as well at one point in her life, and now she was writing Christmas music and winning Grammys. And she was an amazing woman, and what she said to me was, the nest egg is so important, that net, that safety net that we all work for. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, is that safety net there to protect you, or is it actually strangling you on the day to day? And what I realized was I was spending my career living at my job because I thought I should be doing that. And so if you sit down and you write your should list, you'll find that a lot of the things you were told you should do probably make you feel really unfulfilled or really unhappy. Um, A great example of this is I should get married before I move in with somebody. I did not do that. I firmly believe you need to live with somebody first so you can have a healthy relationship before you jump into a marriage because marriage is a big shift too. And that's my own belief and everybody has different beliefs. But if I lived life with the should and following it, I I would probably have been, uh, I would have ended up with somebody I didn't love or didn't care about or didn't connect with the way that I truly do now with my my current fiance, uh, soon to be husband. You know, in my past relationship, I was married and uh, to another man, also named Matt, if you want to talk about something weird. And I had a should in my, my mind because my mother had engraved it in me, you should stay married forever and people don't get divorced. So when he was stealing money, my ex, and when he was hiding uh, secrets and he was abusing drugs and all of this stuff started to unfold and he was, you know, near being arrested for uh, stealing money from his job, Um, and I was finding all this out at once, I wanted to run. My mother said to me, well, I don't really believe in divorce. And it it hit me. It was like, oh, my God, my shoulds from my parents, so engraved in my my brain that I should stay married, even if I'm miserable. So if you really sit down and you ask yourself all of the shoulds, the shoulds are probably the reasons why you're waking up now on this hamster wheel of life, not feeling fulfilled, feeling disconnected, doing everything that you should be doing and something's missing. And that's because there's in this culture, the way that we are raised by adults, that we're so uh, trained to believe that we should or should not do certain things. And the reason we're taught this stuff 
is so that we can feel safe. Our parents don't, you know, they don't know any better. They're teaching us based on what they've learned themselves because they want what's best for us. And so what they want, most importantly, is for us to feel safe. So as we grow up, we are taught we should and should not do certain things. A lot of uh, people who grow up with family issues with mom and dad have this real belief that children should be seen and not heard. We have this other belief that children should stay out of the kitchen. Children should not yell or be bubbly or speak up and should respect their elders. And we have all of this stuff that society teaches us and all of it's bullshit. You ever ask yourself what you think you should do? And most of the time, what you think you should do is so deeply rooted in what other people taught you to think that you should be doing. So in this awakening moment, coming from uh, the first moments of your life, that early stage where you're kind of following the map, the road map that everyone else designed for you, and then you get to your end destination, and then you have what's called this quantum moment of awakening. And you might have had this already, or you may be in the brink of having it, Um. But it's sort of this moment where you become awakened and you say, hey, wait a minute, hold up. I'm an adult now and I see things differently and something's not right here. Or maybe you've been feeling like you're an adult the whole entire time and now you're just waking up saying, hey, this kind of sucks. Something's not right here. And that awareness is really the first step. um, And I want to really hone in on that, that if you're feeling that awareness of disconnect or you're feeling that awareness of something being off in your life, it's really a beautiful thing. Don't look at it as scary or don't look at it as discouraging. It's really this moment where you're about to shift into the afternoon of your life where everything is about to change for you. And rather than push it away, because some people have these moments, very much like me, some people will have an awakening moment and then they'll say, oh, that feels weird. This is bullshit. I'm miserable. I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just going to stay stuck. And they don't actually make any changes in their life because they're scared of the unknown and they're scared of what's around the corner and they're scared to take those scary leaps because they're scary. (laughs) No wonder. So we have all of these, you know, moments in our life where we kind of become, it's kind of like the universe starts turning on the lights for us and we have this choice. We could stay where we are. We can move forward and make changes. And then you have this moment of, um, I guess you could call contemplating, where you think about all of your options and you think about the choices you have and you think about the direction that you're heading in your life and you start to ask yourself, wait a minute, which, what is the right decision here? And most of us, if we've been living by the shoulds and the should nots from other people, most of us are so confused with our life at that point that we're so scared of making choices because we haven't made any choices for ourselves at all and we're scared of making the wrong one. Can you relate? <laughs> does this sound familiar? I hope it does. And I hope it does not because I'm wishing something horrible on you. You're probably thinking, oh, Lauren, don't tell me you wish that I feel miserable because I feel miserable. Um... You know, the truth is that is the moment that's going to change everything in your life. So if you're here in that, celebrate it. It's a big shift. So just going back to what we're taught we should and shouldn't be doing, we're also taught that our careers and our jobs and our level of success in in the early ages of our life, in in the morning of our life, we're taught that those things matter. And so we live life very much by what you guys have probably heard as the ego So when I first heard this term ego, I was like, what the hell? 
ego, I'm not pompous, I'm not cocky, I'm not full of myself, but that's not what ego is. Ego, uh, that's an egotistical person, right? Egotistical people are really pompous and full of themselves, but the ego is a part of ourselves. It's almost like the opposite of our soul, okay? The ego lives within us, and it's this part of us that, that we always say ego stands for edging God out. So it's the part of ourselves that we are living based on what we're taught with the shoulds and should nots. It's the part of ourselves that says, um, I need to make a lot of money to be successful. It's the part of us that says, I need to have nice things because that'll make me feel accomplished. It's the part of ourselves that says, my job and how successful I am in my career defines me. And it's the part of ourselves that is so driven to accomplish and achieve and is so disconnected from true purpose. Our true purpose in life has nothing to do with succeeding. Success is a byproduct. Success is a byproduct. And what I mean by that is when you align yourself with your soul and your true identity and your true passion and you can align with that and serve the world with your talents, success is a byproduct. And so many people have it asked backwards where we wake up in the world and we say, I need a purpose, I need a drive, I need success, I need to make money, and that's what I need to do. And that'll make me feel happy. And once I reach there, that'll make me feel fulfilled. And what happens, you'll notice a lot of people who are successful, you know, you look at um, young people who get rich really quick, right? And uh, whether they're musicians or whether they're football stars or whatever, and they, they get all this wealth and success overnight, and they're still miserable, and they, they're, they're stuck and they turn to drugs or they, they get depressed or some of them even kill themselves because they're so unhappy and they don't understand why. They've achieved all this level of success. They've, they now have this fame and this wealth and this abundance and they're still feeling like something's missing. And the reason for that is because they're still in the morning of their life where they're living every breathing, waking moment trying to be successful trying to establish themselves as something big and great and impressive to the rest of the world. And when you edge God out and you live life by the ego, you are never going to be fulfilled no matter how successful you are, no matter how much money you have. And in fact, the, the secret here, the real trick, is that when you live life as that being your number one purpose, your success or your wealth or your abundance, when that's your number one purpose, you actually have less of a chance of achieving it. Crazy, right? So let me tell you, let me tell you what I mean by that. When I was in the television industry and I was so driven to, I was living life by the ego, right? Like I was trying to be successful and I was trying to make all this money. I was trying to achieve things. And uh, I got there, I guess, because <laughs> you're always climbing the corporate ladder, right? The ladder is like never ending. And uh, it's an illusion. So you're climbing, climbing, climbing. You reach this point where you think you've achieved what you want. And then you say, okay, now what? I need more. So when I entered that career in corporate world and I was living life by the ego, I walked into that job uh, entry level making $100 before taxes a day. And I was literally making enough money to get me to and from Manhattan. I was broke as a joke. And so my goal to be successful was, okay, cool. I have this job that everyone thinks is awesome. I'm interviewing people on red carpets. I'm experiencing all of this amazing, crazy, high status stuff and I feel really successful. But I'm not making the money that I need to prove my worth. So I need to make more, 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 more. 
And uh, of course I did at the time because I couldn't afford anything but to get to work. And that's basically like you saw in that journal entry, all I was doing every day. And so I got there and then I got a promotion. And I moved into a position where I was getting paid hourly and I was making about $44,000 a year. And uh, it should have felt good. It should have felt successful. It should have felt like I achieved something. But guess what? Ego was still driving my car. It was me and my ego <laughs> driving around town. And so I decided um, I needed more. Well, you know, I have a nice car now and I can, you know, drive to and from work and I still have money to go out and do things and my friends are so impressed with my job and I can buy nice clothes. I need more. I need a nice apartment. And if I can make enough money to get a nice apartment, then I'll be successful. Then I'll have purpose. Then I'll feel like I'm really fulfilling my dreams. And then I got another promotion. I was making $60,000 a year. And then I got another promotion after that where I was making nearly $75,000 a year with a contract and I was miserable. And I had this awakening moment where I realized I was always going to be financially struggling because I always wanted more. And I was always going to be thriving for the next step because nothing was ever good enough. And I was never going to feel fulfilled because all I gave a shit about was my status, my finances, and what other people thought of me. And it was time to go. So I surrendered everything. I sold as much as I could. I walked away from my corporate job with no position lined up. I withdrew my 401k savings nest egg. And this was all the stuff that everyone told me I should not do. This was all the stuff that everyone said, you're batshit crazy. This is a terrible idea. What the hell are you doing? And I said, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Five years. Not, not even counting college and all the effort I put into getting into this job that, you know, I saw people I graduated with who were still trying to find careers five years later and they were still financially struggling. And here I was with this wealth and I was miserable and I was still broke. I was still, still unhappy. Financially and emotionally, I was broke. So I got rid of everything and um, I spent the rest of my life perfecting the switch of learning how to let go of the ego and live life with God on my side. And it sounds really fucking crazy to somebody who is logical and who um, doesn't understand <laughs> what it means to be led by something bigger than yourself. But that's really the whole point of purpose. So purpose is not so much about achieving these statuses and accomplishing things and getting shit done. And this is not, that is not what success is. Success is the, in my opinion, the idea that you can wake up every single day with a real connection to what it is you were put on this earth to do if you don't have that real connection that real understanding of what your calling is here on this earth I suggest you take some time to go find that figure that out or else you're going to end up like these two guys on the bucket list who are near death and feeling unfulfilled you know in Jack Nicholson's character if you guys have ever seen that movie that I mentioned earlier on this podcast you know he had all of the wealth and abundance in the world and he was miserable and Morgan Freeman had this beautiful family and all of this great stuff that he should be so proud of. And he worked so hard his whole entire life. And he wasn't a man of riches, but emotionally he was very rich with what he had. And he, even him, he was longing for this soul-searching awakening moment, this epiphany of what the world was all really about and how to create that abundance and happiness in your soul, not so much in your status. So... um. When you can create 
fulfillment in your life. When you can really align yourself with what it is you're meant to do on this earth. And you can really wake up every day to serve people with your passions and your interests and you're totally connected to what it is that makes you tick. Success is a byproduct. Money flows. Love flows. Abundance flows. Everything is just always there when you need it. You are constantly taken care of. That's a life when you are able to surrender your ego and start focusing on the things that matter. And this is something that so few people actually do and and unfortunately so many die never having lived. And I want you to really think about that because I think that um, along my journey of becoming a life coach, I had these ups and downs where I really struggled to surrender my ego. And if you're out there running your own business and you've already taken the leap of serving others and helping others, here's what I'm going to tell you. The battle between your ego and your soul is never ending. It is a constant ebb and flow, very much like the ocean, of struggle and surrender, struggle and surrender. And you're going to go back and forth on this journey of feeling like you need the money, you need to hustle, you need the wealth, and then surrendering. Let it come, let it happen as it's supposed to. And that second part of letting it come and let it happen as it's supposed to is really the part of the journey where you are in line with your soul. You are doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And the trick is to to be able to create a life where that flow of allowing and letting and receiving happens way more often than the struggle and the hustle and the fight. That's beauty. And that only happens when you're able to look inward and ask yourself what your purpose is here to serve others what your calling is to make a difference in this world. And what you'll realize is if you look inward, you'll notice you've had life experiences from from the moment you were born until now. The moment you were born until this awakening, you've had life experiences that have led you to your purpose. And what I mean by that, and I can only speak from experience here, is that if I look back on everything that I tried to attain for myself, that I quote unquote failed, it was never failure. It was being led, it was God leading me on a path to awaken my soul to serve with purpose. And he was giving me the tools, or she, or the universe, or spirit, or whatever you want to call it. Something bigger than myself was giving me the tools and resources I needed to get where I am today. And that's going to continue in my journey. And five years from now and 10 years from now and 20 years from now, no matter what obstacles I face, what experiences I have, something greater than myself will be leading me to my outcome. And I know that now. And it took me a really long time to realize that. And when I started my business and I was so obsessed with making money because I thought now that I was leading and changing lives, I thought I needed that success and that wealth that I was always driving towards to really brand myself as as successful, to feel good about myself. But you don't need that. Success and feeling good about yourself, that's a choice you can make every single day. Are you living with purpose? Are you serving others? Are you kind and compassionate and living with your values? Are you making a difference in the world? Congratulations, you're successful. It doesn't matter what your bank account says. It doesn't matter what your status is. It doesn't matter how many clients you have, how many followers you have, how busy your schedule is. Are you waking up every day to serve others and make a difference? Congratulations, you are successful. And if you can surrender that success for just a minute and you can say, that doesn't matter, What are you left with? 
And if you're not living with your soul and you're living with your ego, it's going to be really hard to figure out the answer to that question. But if you can surrender the success and say, who am I? And have a boatload of beautiful answers, you're living with purpose. And that is a beautiful thing. And that's the whole fucking point. We're not put on this earth to make a lot of money. We're not put on this earth to have a lot of really nice things. We are put on this earth to feel secure and to feel safe and to have everything that we've ever needed so that we can change this earth. The Imperfection Me podcast is recorded by Lauren Liz of whatisperfection.com. For more tips, tricks, tools, and resources, and a little bit more TMI, check out the website, whatisperfection.com slash join.